The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. It has been a week of apologies. We had Michael D. Higgins apologising uh, to Professor Louisa Richardson, who's chair of the security forums that are happening around the country. We had Dermot Kennedy apologising for his uh, remarks during an interview uh, in Canada when he used the word knackered. Uh, we've had the RTE board apologising in just the last few minutes over how much money they're paying tubs. And we had Dave Fanning apologising uh, for his remarks about Christy Dignam uh, when he was on the Claire Byrne show to pay tribute to the singer Stephanie Reisner, writer and host of the Basically podcast, I put it to you that actually only one of them was a real apology, maybe two. Certainly two of them were non-apology apologies. Yes, I would agree. I would argue that only Dave Fanning's apology was a real apology. And actually, it was a brilliant apology, if you look at it, Um, because it's quite simple. And like I write speeches for people. Sometimes I have to write, um, you know, political apologies for people or corporate apologies for people. And no matter how good the speechwriter is, unless the person giving the apology is genuinely sorry, it doesn't matter because you're going to get that sincerity in the piece. And saying things like, if you were offended, I'm really sorry, or I'm sorry, but it's true. Those are not apologies. Apology is not just the words, I'm sorry. An apology is a conglomerate of Mm. certain factors that make up that, that, that influence the person who you are apologising to and makes them feel seen and heard and that there is retribution that you're not going to do it again. Yeah, so for people who didn't see the wording of, the, of any of these, like what Dave Fanning acknowledged was that the people who criticised him were right and he was wrong. He quite clearly said that. He said his comments were wrong, they were ill-judged, they were ill-timed. He apologised uh, to Christy Dignan's family. So it was it was unequivocal. Uh, there it was wasn't unequivocal, uh, but it was also, he said... People, you know, basically, and I'm misquoting him, but he said, you know, people gave out to me after what I said. So I went back to listen to hear what they heard and they were right. Yes. I was wrong. And, and, And even the fact that he took the time to go back and listen, to have the empathy, to put himself in the shoes of somebody listening. That's an amazing thing to do. And as we can see, it's very simple to make an apology when you are actually sorry. And it completely rehabilitates your reputation. You know, nobody My- has bad feelings towards Dave Fanning now. They're like, oh yeah, fair, fair days, sound enough. Michael but- D. Higgins, on the other hand, said he apologised for the offence caused. He didn't say, I'm sorry I said this. I'm sorry for the words I used. He said, I'm sorry for the offence caused, which is kind of like, I'm sorry you were so thin skinned you were offended by it. Exactly, which puts the blame back on the person. It's kind of gaslighting you, you know. It's like, I'm sorry that you were offended by this and I'm sorry that you have become upset. Not I'm sorry for what I said or that there was anything objectively wrong about what I said. I'm sorry that you, as you say, are such a lily liver (laughs) that you got offended by what I said. That's not an apology. Just because you say the words, I'm sorry, it's not it's not an apology. And I'm sorry without a change in behaviour or a change in what you've said is is not an apology. It's actually mm. gaslighting. So so when we see an apology like that, like Michael Dees, do, does that betray a reality that actually he's not in the slightest bit sorry? He, he's just trying to manage the fallout. He recognises this is kind of blown back a little bit and he needs to manage it. I don't know that he's even trying to manage it. You know, he's just yeah, like, I don't think he cares, actually. I, I think he's delighted with how it's gone. I think so too. And I think if there was another presidential election coming up that he was going to run for, this wouldn't be happening at all. But we're just at the end of the clock here now where, you know, he has 
um, zero cares to give and he gives them. And so he's like, Aria, sorry if I offended anyone, because I think he also knows that there are a cohort of people who stand by what he said and who he is speaking for. And those are actually the audience that he wants to reach. He's not really that interested in the people who disagree with him mm. on that topic. Yeah. And I, I keep pointing out, Michael D. I mean, it's not unusual, though. Like he's, he's kind of he, he's uh, apology is non-apology is kind of it's become standard almost to apologize yeah. for the offense caused. And it, I mean, you, you can understand why some people want to do it. It's like, it's like they're trying to maybe salvage their reputation while it's also managing the fallout. That's the thing. It's a tick box exercise. Nobody can come at him for not apologizing. Nobody can, you know, uh, give out to him for doubling down or standing by his position. He's given just enough wiggle room and just enough doubt where he can defend himself and say, look, I apologized for that. When actually he didn't apologize, he apologized for people's feelings, not for what he said. And we see it very often. And it's, I think, as I said, it's a tick box exercise. Mm. It protects you from further fallout, but doesn't undermine the position you originally had because you're not apologizing for what you said. So people who supported you when you said it continue to support you. And people who were offended when you said what you said can't get too upset because you have you know, in inverted commas, apologised. And when you've been drafted in as an expert in in communications uh, in in these situations, how often, and obviously I'm not asking you to name any names, absolutely do, by all means, if you want to. But um, how often do you have to convince the apologiser of the need to to give a fulsome apology? Like, how often is the inclination to do what Michael D did and just say, listen, can we not just say I'm sorry for the offence caused and get on with it? Yeah, so obviously I um I my primary job is a screenwriter. And so I do work with um I do work on communications and media training or writing speeches for people, but it's not my full-time job. If it were my full-time job, then I probably would have much more interaction here, but I can't. I have had one example where someone asked me to deal with a situation where they were in kind of hot water and they needed to make a statement to and they wanted to in inverted commas, you know, make it blow over. And I said, "Okay, what are you thinking? And this person said, you know, I just, I just wanted to go away, but I, I'm not apologizing. I don't think I did anything wrong. And in that position, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help you here because what is necessary in this situation is that you apologize because you've offended people. And if you don't want to do that, then, then you need to say nothing, do nothing and hope that it blows over itself. But if you're not willing to apologize, any statement that comes out that says you got offended and I'm sorry if I caused offence is actually going to make this situation worse. And so there might be other advisors that would advise, you know, a different, like a Michael D approach, Mm. but I didn't in that situation. And it did blow over and, you know, people, some people have forgotten it now and other people haven't. But in general, if the person isn't actually sorry, then there's not much that you can do. But if the person is sorry, there's so much, so much that you can do and you can do it. I find like the shorter, the better. I think Dave Fanning's one was inspired. All right. Well, listen, Stephanie, pleasure as always. Thanks a million for joining us. Stephanie Preisner, the writer and host of the Basically uh, Podcast. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.